This week on The Swearwolves, we take a listener's suggestion and discuss Uninvited, a movie about a cat that lives inside of another cat. Swearwolves, I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yes, Brett. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. How are you? We're in the throes of the holiday season. Yeah. It, it, Thanksgiving has passed. It's almost we December now, now. The countdown begins to Christmas. Yep. Santa Claus is coming. He's Come coming. To town. We got to be good. For goodness sake. For fuck's sake, Brett. Be good. <laughs> For fuck's sake, be good. He's fucking watching you while you're sleeping, watching you while you're pooping. So I got a bit of news. He's a pervert. What do you got? Well, I know nobody out there lets their little kids listen to this show. Okay. So mm. we're going to spoil something. So if, if you do let your little kids, well, first of all, you're probably a bad parent. But second of all, <laughs> you're the worst. Earmuffs. <laughs> Earmuffs this. So Santa Claus. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Okay. It, it's, it's bullshit. It's a big <laughs> scam. <laughs> Just, uh, just had this conversation with my daughter. Oh, how'd that go? It went really well. I actually, I wish I would have recorded it because me, father I, of the year, parent of the year. Yeah. It was like taking an egg that can't crack and you just gently throw it up in the air and you catch it and it doesn't, and it doesn't break at all. And you just set it down and it's nice. That's and, how I, and that's a how few I days later, this. a little baby bird is born. Little baby bird is born and and she goes on and she makes her own nest somewhere else, David. And the bird speaks and says, Thank you, Brett, for catching me. <laughs> thank you, Dad, for being <laughs> yes, such a thank good you, father. <laughs> for being such a good father and handling this so well. Uh no, I did. My wife couldn't have the conversation because my wife was like, This will make me too emotional. Mm. So I did it. And it was it's the right age. I mean, she's ten. Yeah, it's about right. She, I shouldn't even have actually had this conversation. Like with my son, my son goes, I go, what do you think about it? He goes, ah, I know it's all not real. And I was like, oh God, thank God. <laughs> thank God. He goes, I go, how did you figure it out? He goes, well, it just seems silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just logically worked it out myself. I did all the math. I crunched the numbers. It just wasn't adding up. I never had the talk with my parents, by the way. We still you never had it. No. <laughs> they, still, <laughs> they, still, <laughs> they still think you believe. My dad breaks into my house every year and puts uh, <laughs> presents around the tree. <laughs> yep. We just let him. Yep. Um, <laughs> I remember playing it up, though. Like, even after I had stopped, I played it up for a couple extra years. I was like, oh, you know, it would be amazing is if Santa brought me these particular gifts. I'd be super, super grateful, and I'd be a really good boy, like, forever. They're like, David, you're 17, all right? <laughs> Get over you're 25 it. years uh, old. Also, when are you going to move out? <laughs> it would be interesting to know, though, because your sister is only like a, a year or two younger than you. Yeah, yeah. And you might be like you figured it out and you didn't tell her and you're like, well, I'll just 
kind of play along or whatever. But like, did she ever have the conversation? I don't think so. I don't think it ever happened with either of us. Did she go to you or did you go to her? I went to her. Okay. Now, I didn't want to originally, but I was like, I can't have another year of hiding this fucking elf on the shelf. This fucking thing needs to stop. <laughs> it's ruining your life. <laughs> you don't understand the pain. I don't know. If I'm going to put it out there for, for parents that are thinking about, well, maybe this year we'll introduce an elf on the shelf. It'll be a lot of fun. That's what you think. That's what you think right from the jump. But I'm going to tell you something. This elf doesn't ever fucking go away. And you got to fucking move this son of a bitch. You can't touch him. And you got to write notes and you got to like put them in different poses. And if you don't move them and they go, oh, he didn't move. And then all of a sudden you fucking move them. You're like, I don't know what happened. You got to make up fucking stories. You got to be like fucking, <laughs> you whose fucking line riff. is it anyway? Ryan yeah. Styles improv fucking master. Fucking that shit. And then, then the elf goes back to Santa Claus, right? So you put the, you stuff that fucker in a box somewhere. And you go, <laughs> they I don't got find 11 months. I got 11 months of not dealing with this son of a bitch. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> come Thanksgiving, your little ch- child little, will little be like, oh, remember our again. elf? You're like, oh. remember our elf? Shouldn't he be coming back now? And then it's like, fuck. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, you probably should, all. kid. Over again. So I couldn't <laughs> handle that anymore. So I went up there and I was just like up to her bedroom and I was like, look. I go, what do you think about fairies? And she goes, I don't know. They're cool, I guess. <laughs> I go, no, I and this conversation's already not going the way I want. <laughs> I go, you're right. They are cool. But like, do you think they're real? And she's, oh, no, I said that leprechauns at first. Mm. I go, do you think leprechauns are real? And she goes, no. I go, but they're cool, right? And she's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, kick-ass leprechaun. Hell yeah. And then I was like, uh, fairies. And I went through some of them. And then I think I even brought in Bigfoot at one point in time. <laughs> <laughs> really? What are your thoughts on Sasquatch? You know, Nessie? I got to the, I got to the big two, right? Mm. Which is Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Was the Tooth Fairy like, like well, what, what about me? <laughs> tooth Fairy's long gone. Okay, good. Said, uh, what about the Easter Bunny? She was like, oh, that's real. I go, really? I go, I go, you think there's a big giant bunny who walks around shitting out candy? <laughs> <laughs> this is me being father of the year, by yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. yeah. And she goes, no. And she starts laughing. She goes, no, that doesn't sound real at all. And I go, nah, it doesn't, does it? And I go, what about Santa Claus? And she just looked at me. And then I go, well, let's talk about it. And so then this is where I was really good. Because I talked about what Santa Claus means and why we all still, you know, talk about it. And how, like, we weren't lying to her. We're just trying to share the experience that we had. And, and I said, well, you'll even still get presents from Santa Claus. Like, you just need to know who paid for it. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty much it, too. I just want, I want the credit. <laughs> well, and that was the thing my wife and I always did with the gifts. Like, all the good gifts were from us. Yeah, all the shitty gifts, we made from Santa Claus. the seeds early. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> Santa Claus, fucking terrible yeah. gift giver. Were these socks? Yeah. I'm not going to let Santa Claus give a fucking iPad to my daughter, because she's going to think Santa Claus is great. My wife brought up another good point, though, on that. Because my wife was a teacher and she would see obviously kids in her class. Some kids would have more money than other kids. Right. And when they'd come to school, some kids would be like, Santa Claus brought me a PlayStation 4. Yeah. And they're like, and but you're kid, a little shithead and I got fucking shoes. Yeah. I got a <laughs> pair of my brother's old shoes. Just put in a box. <laughs> I got a used condom. A- <laughs> saying this is where I should have been. <laughs> this should be you. <laughs> no but she was like i always she said she always felt bad because there'd be kids who'd be like but 
if there's this, if Santa Claus, why did Santa Claus give them a PlayStation four and I didn't get shit? Yeah. I remember thinking that as a kid, although I always got, my parents always took really good care of us. So like, I can't complain on the present front. I always got good yeah. stuff, but I remember going to school and there'd be kids that were little shitheads yeah. that got just as good as stuff as me. And I was like, what the fuck Santa? <laughs> This guy? Really? Is that when you got the pen and the paper out and you did the math? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crunch the numbers. First, I wrote a very angry letter. Dear Mr. Claus. <laughs> Can I call you Santa? <laughs> so that that happened recently. It was a lot better. Like, let me tell you something. It was like hand, handling a little precious baby bird. But uh, I, did, I did a really good job. And no tears. It's wonderful understood all around the only person that cried was christina when i told her that i had the conversation she looked like she was gonna cry oh that's really sad that's all right she's over it now were you like hey i want to show you a picture of santa claus and it was just an empty picture frame with just your so she could see your face (laughs) (laughs) see david that wouldn't give me father of the year (laughs) that would just be this is why i don't have children That is a very clever way to do it, though. Uh, what else? What are we here to talk about, David? We're here to talk about movie? Mm-hmm. You picked this fucking movie, didn't you? I, I did and I didn't. Uh, this was actually a suggestion from Christy, uh, one of our loyal listeners. Oh, Christ. She, she DM'd us, uh, I think, on Twitter. One of her other requested movies was called Uninvited or The Uninvited. She's like, hey, I don't want you to think like I only have watched movies called this, but there's another movie called Uninvited. This <laughs> is like you should, every you single out. version. Uh, did we watch the other one? The yeah, Uninvited. yeah. It was a black and white movie. So we'll see if we can go two for two on this two particular for two. So she title. requested Uninvited from yeah. 1987. 87? 88? Some, I don't know when this fucking movie came out. Somewhere in there. I mean, I know when it came out. I have a release date, but everything I look at says 1987. And then the release date was like August 24th, 1988. Where I'm were like, you? <laughs> like, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know because Uninvited was made in 1987. You've told me that five times. <laughs> Uh, so let's, let's get, we'll get to it. So thank you, Christy, for the suggestion. And remember you can suggest movies to us too. We, we always love taking suggestions. As a matter of fact, um, last week, I forgot to mention this, uh, last week, but I'll mention it now. The, the movie black Friday was a movie that we had discussed, but somebody messaged me after we had already picked that. Some of our listeners messaged me and asked if we could watch uh, black Friday. Look at that. Yeah. Look at us thinking ahead. We read their thoughts. Exactly. So, uh, feel free to message us on all the socials. You'll get that at the end of this episode. So just fast forward to that. If you want to know all that stuff, (laughs) uninvited release date, August 24th, 1988, David, what was the number one movie in the theater? Can we do so many 1988 movies? We do a lot. (laughs) So it's probably something we've done before. Number one song is probably Kokomo or some shit, but I'm going with, uh, the naked gun. Did you like that movie, Naked Gun? Uh, yeah, I didn't see it until I was older. Like when it came out, I remember all my friends at school talking about it and liking it, but I yeah. didn't see it till I was like a teenager. But yeah, I remember no. thinking it was funny. Do you like comedies like that? Like Airplane, Spoofs Naked Gun? kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Not as much as I used to, but as a teenager, yeah, I loved that stuff. You know what movies we're going to have to do someday is the scary movies. Yeah. Because those are like horror spoofs. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like that, right? The, the Wayans brothers, or at least they were involved in the first like three of them. Spoiler alert for everybody out there. A scary movie too, I think is fucking hilarious. And it's, <laughs> I think it's fucking more hilarious than the first scary movie. I remember movie. really liking it, but I haven't seen it in years. But yeah, we should, we should do those sometime. I quote it all the time. I love it. 
Anyway, uh, that was not the number one movie. Naked Gun was not For the number shame. one movie. Uh, I did like the Naked Gun movie, and I did see it when it came out. But uh, the number one movie was actually a movie that we've reviewed before, David. Well, shit. Yeah. And it's one of your favorite. Oh, In fact, shit. you was have it, the movie poster it? right behind you, and I have the movie poster right above me. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4? Yes. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, was the number one film in the theater. So Uninvited was like, look, we got this. <laughs> we can release it the same weekend. I think we can beat Freddy. <laughs> Absolutely. And we all know, Freddy was huge back in the late 80s. Number one song was not Kokomo. I'll give you a hint. It was Good, not Kokomo. Because I did not pick Kokomo. I picked... But I will I will tell you something else. Mm. I planted this seed earlier, and I don't know if you uh, uh, recognized it, but before we started recording, oh, no. I said something to you, and it was the title of this song. Oh, shit. Just so I could say that I told you the title before. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm not perceptive, so I did not pick up on anything. And you don't listen to me. So. Fuck. Uh, I went with uh, Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer. <laughs> yeah, remember when I told you you were you told me I was Simply Irresistible? irresistible? <laughs> I do remember that. No, I don't remember because I get told it so regularly. <laughs> uh, no, that is incorrect. The number one song was Roll With It by Steve Winwood. Oh, Winvo- just Winwood. roll with it baby i think that was the number one song one of our other episodes too probably fucking steve winwood (laughs) yeah Uh, before before we started recording you're you're like i should go over my notes like oh we could just roll with it you did say that now i do remember (laughs) damn it It was right after you told me i was simply irresistible (laughs) let's just roll with it i I remember speaking now i I remember speaking song titles (laughs) uninvited was written directed and produced by Graydon Clark. Triple threat kind of guy. With music by Dan Slider. That's kind of a... Hey, you're a musician. You like Dan make Slider? music. Here. Yeah. You're like, uh, oh, I'm Dan Slider. Slide the knobs on mm-hmm. the production board mixer. Mm-hmm. That's what he also calls his penis. <laughs> old Dan Slider. <laughs> Roll with uh, it, baby. What tonight? I don't know. Maybe a Dan Slider? <laughs> oh. <laughs> This movie stars George Kennedy. You know, George Kennedy was in another movie. Maybe Christy just likes George Kennedy because he was in fucking Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Oh, uh, yeah. He was the That's construction right. guy. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't like George Kennedy. Next, can you guys do the Dirty Dozen? Um, <laughs> can do. <laughs> George Kennedy is Mike Harvey. Alex Cord as Walter Graham. Clue Gulliger as Albert. I love Clue Gulliger. I do too. Uh, R.I.P. Actually, yeah. all three of those guys are dead. Um, Alex Cord just died in 2021, and Clue Gulliger just died uh, a couple, couple, couple of months year ago. Year or two ago? Oh, was it that recent? I thought it was 2022. Yeah, it probably was. Like it, it was recent. It was very recent. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, it was August of this year. Oh wow! Yeah, very recent. Yeah, very recent. And then that Alex Cord guy, he just died last in 2021. Oh shit! Dropping like flies. George Kennedy, he's been yeah. dead a while, but. I believe so. I believe he. I believe he died in 1986. <laughs> I'm going to say he died he like early 2000s, like 2005 ish. Is my guess. 2016. You were way off. 2016. Oh shit. Sorry, George. Who else? Who else do you want to know? Did they <laughs> die? Tony Hudson. Tony Hudson's still alive. Uh, Tony Hudson plays Rachel. Eric Larson is Martin. Claire Carey as Bobby. Now, did you? I would say your fa- your parents because. I would venture to guess that you weren't like, oh, this is must-see TV, but did your family ever watch Coach? Yeah. Coach's daughter? 
Oh, that's okay. I thought she looked really familiar. I was like, I've yeah, definitely she, seen this girl somewhere. Yeah, Claire Carey. Yeah, she I like played Coach. Bobby. I did too. Not really a show for like 12 year olds, though. Like when that show was on, it wasn't like, oh, God, I got to watch Coach tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I want to say it was like a dad show. I think my dad yeah. uh, liked it and I would just sometimes yeah. watch it with him. That's the only reason why you'd watch half the shows that I watch is because <laughs> my parents watched them. Yep. Bo Dremen as Lance, Rob Estes as Corey. Rob Estes is like a big, like was a big soap opera guy. Oh, okay. That's uh, where Sherry, I know him from. That's yeah, great. that's where I know him from. <laughs> Guiding light. Sherry Shattuck as Suzanne and Michael Holden as Daryl. This movie had a runtime of 92 minutes with a budget of $200,000. Okay. However... Did all that money go to the, yeah, did it go to George Kennedy and Clue Gulliger? (laughs) $75,000 of the budget went to the salaries of George Kennedy, Alex Cord, and Clue Gulliger. Makes sense. So nearly half (laughs) of it. And I don't have any box office numbers for it, but. Hot box. Hot box. Hot box. Hot box. Hot box. This is the video that I'm using. It's very hard. Like this movie. I had never even fucking heard of this movie <laughs> before. Okay. And I know MST3K has uh, spoofed it. Ah, okay. Um, cause, well, at least I know now that it has, but I had never heard of it before. So finding the VHS box proved to be... Is it a challenge? Not, no, not really. It took me like an extra... <laughs> it, took, it took me like an extra 30 seconds. I had seconds to click like normal. two extra times. Yeah. But there was a bunch of them. And having never seen the movie poster, having never seen anything, I couldn't be like, that's the one I remember because I didn't even know this movie existed. Right. So, but I did pick out a good one. Uh, this is the new star video release of the uninvited. Well, of uninvited. I shouldn't say the uninvited. And on the cover, actually, David, I should, well, never mind. I was going to say, maybe I should send you a copy of this so you can take a look at it. I can picture it, I think. All right, you picture it. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Yeah, yeah. The cover of the box uh, in the like the upper fifth, one fifth of the box, it has a, a ship, like a silhouette of a ship against a, a grayish bluish sky. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has a tagline at the top and it says, cats have nine lives. You only have one. Oh, God. He's right. <laughs> the rest of the box, the rest of the five sixths of the box, it says, uh. <laughs> Uh, or it has a picture of a cat, okay, with another like cat monster like thingy coming out of its mouth. Uh-huh. And at top at the top of that image, it just says Graydon Clark's uninvited. And I'm reading this going, Graydon Clark, is that supposed to fucking mean something to me? Am I like, oh, Graydon like, like John Carpenter's uninvited? the thing or whatever? Like, <laughs> oh, it's a Graydon Clark film. I'm in. <laughs> That means a lot. So I did look up and see Graydon Clark and uh, kind of see what he else, uh, what he else, what else he is known Mm -hmm. for. Uh, These are some of the movies that he's directed. Uh, The Bad Bunch. Okay. Black Shampoo. Satan's Cheerleaders. (laughs) Here's a movie that you're actually familiar with. Joysticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 80s arcade movie. Yeah. Yeah. He he fucking directed that. Okay. So he's known for quality films. Absolutely. So when you see Graydon's <laughs> Clark uninvited, you know you're in for a banger. Uh, below that image, uh, there's the second tagline. Oh, they always have two on these fucking VHS. It says, you'll never look at a cat in the same way again. 
I don't know about that. Not entirely true. Like, <laughs> I have three cats. The dynamic of your relationship hasn't changed as a result of watching this film? Nope. That's good. But the dynamic of my relationship with one of our listeners might have. Christy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Let's get to the back of the box. There's various still shots of the movie, you know, how they have, like, mm-hmm. on the back the of the like boxes. Yeah. All right. And then the description reads as follows, David. Get get a bucket of popcorn. Get ready I'm for ready. this. I'm listening. Let me prepare my, my <clears throat> reading voice. Yeah. <clears throat> Genetech Research Lab, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Armed security men dressed in radiation suits chase an escaped laboratory animal, an innocent-looking orange cat. Just as they are about to capture it, the cat transforms into a hideous mutant creature, ripping off one of the men's arms with its powerful claws and escaping into the night. So begins the saga of Uninvited, a sci-fi thriller featuring, featuring George Kennedy, Airport, Delta Force, The Dirty Dozen, Alex Cord, Jungle Warriors, and Stiletto, and Clue Gulliger, Return of the Living Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. As three Wall Street criminals bent on escaping to the Cayman Islands with their latest booty. (laughs) Along for the ride on the luxury yacht are the boat's captain, Rachel, and two sexy co-eds, co-eds, Suzanne and Bobby. Amid protests from Cord and his men, they don't even call Alex Cord like his character's name. They're just calling him the actor's name. They do that with uh, Clue Gulliger as well. Amid protests from Cord and his men, the girls invite aboard three boys they've met dockside and a fluffy stray cat Suzanne has found at the marina. Soon after they head out to sea, the mutant feline begins to wreak havoc with the boat's passengers, attacking Clue Gulliger and causing him to fall overboard. Rachel wants to return to port, but Cord insists that they keep moving towards the Caymans. Reluctantly, she agrees to ignore Gulliger's death and stay on course when offered the title to the yacht as enticement. One by one, the passengers encounter the killer cat. Bitten and poisoned by its deadly venom, Kennedy's blood boils. One of the boys has his fingers bitten off while making love to Bobby, and the two jump overboard rather than face the the same fate. Suzanne consumes food contaminated by the creature and soon succumbs to the poison, and another of the boys stalks the cat into the engine room, where his misdirected gunshots puncture the yacht's hull and pierce a steam pipe which explodes, boiling him alive. As the yacht sinks amid a violent storm at sea, only three remain. Their only hope, an approaching Coast Guard cutter. But who will survive? And days later, when a little boy and his daddy discover a sea-soaked piece of luggage on a tranquil beach, will they guess that inside lurks the uninvited? Holy shit, how big is the font (laughs) on the fucking synopsis, man? They just just went beat by beat. What'd you rate it? (laughs) They did. They did the hard part for us. It's done. I read that today and I was like, what the fuck? This is the worst back of a box I've ever read in my life. If you pick this up at the video store and you're like, still rented it, you're insane. But if you pick this up, you read it and then you're like, I've seen that movie. Wow. Yeah, that's the entire plot of the movie. Every death. They've talked about every death. <laughs> they talk about everything. So before we started recording, David and I were like kind of going, okay, do you have everything? Do you have everything? And David's like, I don't know. This is the first movie I watched this week. So things might be a little cloudy. I said, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you covered. I got you covered. I got the box. <laughs> it explains it all. Wow. That was 
that's the VHS box for uh, that's nuts. Uninvited. Do you remember, like, when you're in elementary school, like, sometimes if you had a test, some teachers would let you, like, prepare a cheat sheet, but it had to be, like, the size of an index card or something like that, but you would write as small as humanly possible to get as much on there. Like, that person, like, came from that that school of thought. (laughs) I'm going to get it all on the box. Well, I almost don't blame the person. I blame the person who just stamped it and was like, yep, that's what we're using. There's our box. Stupid. <laughs> so, with that being said, all right, some of that stuff did not happen in the movie, by the way. Yeah, I don't remember the cat ripping a guy's arm off at the beginning. No, no I don't either. Now, it could be because the version that we're seeing might have been edited mm. from from this. I don't know. Because um, that first death is na- off camera, but it's nice to know that his arm was ripped. It was ripped off. <laughs> like, that was just an yeah. F- FYI. Yeah. Um, there's also like at the end when they say like a little boy and his daddy discover a sea soaked piece of luggage. The, oh, I don't right. remember them. Dis- no, they just find the, the cat. The, he, and, and it's, it's just, just, and a, it's just a kid. Yeah. There's no dad. He's fatherless. He's a bastard child. <laughs> the cat raises him. It's not the orange cat. It's a, it's a different cat, yeah. but presumably it's been infected because the luggage has wrought, washed ashore carrying the cat Titanic style, like fucking Kate Winslet. <laughs> Floating on the that door. fucking scene in this movie we'll get to that all right <laughs> the back of the box yes most of 90 percent of what they said on the back of the box is true and it's 90 percent of the movie fort lauderdale florida it's where all the genetech research labs are in the world fucking genetech that's a funny word <laughs> gene tech. i don't know i pronounced it genetech it's probably gene tech it's spelled it's called genital tech genital tech they make bionic dicks they're doing research on on this is like the first company that invented viagra and uh they're like genital tech where <laughs> dreams become reality and reality is more than you ever want that's our slogan guys what do you think put it on a box <laughs> and explain everything that it does <laughs> explain everything i'll just flip it over and everything will be explained we got carrie over here to write it she's all yep that's what i do i got a small index card <laughs> uh so yeah it says armed security guys uh they're really what happens is is you got two of these genital tech uh employees and they're talking about this cat and they did an x-ray of them and they're like something's growing inside inside that cat what could it be well go get the cat so they get this nice beautiful orange um cat long-haired uh, cat and they get it and they they're going to inject it with something to like kind of knock it out so they can cut it open and this cat's like fuck off <laughs> yeah fuck all that shit i'm out of here <laughs> and it, it runs peace so this is when they're like everybody's on lockdown they press the button <laughs> yeah sound the alarm <laughs> he gets on the phone he's like it escaped it escaped, escaped. So they go, uh, they, they, they surround the cat and they shoot it with it. They are in like these, um, like radiation suit looking things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hazmat. And they shoot it with like a trank gun. Yep. And the cat passes out. Don't like, oh good. Then like this fucking deformed mutant cat comes out of its mouth. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't read the box. Cause when this happened, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It crawls out of its mouth. I wish I, I don't, oh God, I don't know if I have it up here, but I, I kind of want to see who did the special effects because I'm pretty sure it was John Carl Beekler. No, it wasn't him. Damn it. 
It was Jim and Debbie Bulldean. Bulldean? <laughs> Old Jim and Deb. <laughs> uh, but they, it looked like a John Carl Beekler, like cat mouth opening up. Not that I disliked the cat, actually, the effect. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm just saying it looked like one of his puppets. It did, yeah. Like a ghoulie. <laughs> it was kind of ghoulie-ish. <laughs> it was like a cat ghoulie. <laughs> that but poor cat. It comes it's got another this- cat living inside its mouth. Yeah, and it's all slimy in it, but it's like it comes out small and it goes back in small, but then it's like big when it's out. It, it the continuity of this it was demon very cat. weird. Yeah, there's people out there that collect movie props. I wonder if anybody has Someone's the fucking cat. cat from. <laughs> Get Sean Clark on the phone. Do you have this cat? <laughs> you got the cat. Which cat? The inner or the outer cat? Yeah, I think I would rather have the inner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the cat comes out. Yeah, and, and it kills, presumably, the guy. Rips off one of its arms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it runs away. Yeah, it shimmies through the air ducts, I think, like John well, McClane style. Well, yeah. It, then the cat crawls back inside the mouth of the... The the mutant cat crawls back inside the mouth of the regular cat. Yeah, it's it like it's a vessel. Away. Yep. All right, so now that's happening. Now we meet... Um, who The back of the box just referred to as his real name, Alex Cord. Um, but his, he plays the character of Walter Graham and he's like this wall street tycoon. We'll find out later from one of the characters that he's like, he's like one of the richest like men just, in the world or something like yeah. that. And he's like, he's like, he's like, um, who's that guy? Michael Douglas in, in the movie wall, wall street. street. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm rich and I'm going to be more rich. And he picks up, uh, there's these two girls, uh, the sexy co-eds. Uh, Suzanne and Bobby, Suzanne and Bobby that come into this hotel and they don't have, it's spring break. Yeah. They, they can't find a room. No. What's her face is wearing a Spuds McKenzie shirt. I was like, Oh shit. I forgot about that little dog. Dude. Spuds McKenzie was big for like <laughs> two was. seconds. He was. I remember yeah. there was a rumor for when, a hot when, Spuds Mc, when Spuds McKenzie stopped being a thing for Bud Light. There was a rumor uh, that I remember hearing that he went crazy and like bit his owner's face off. <laughs> the dog fucking lost yeah, his shit. Cause it was like a pit bull and I'm he not was popular like, anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> the dog went crazy. Fucking crazy. Right, I don't flesh. That, I don't think that's true. No, it sounds made up, but it's, it's fun to you, think about. Yeah, it is. It's like, there was uh, another Mikey. dog that lived inside the dog that popped out and ripped <laughs> his owner's face off. <laughs> Damnedest thing. Oh, Spuds McKenzie. But uh, that Walter guy, um, he invites them to a party. Like he spots them in the lobby or something like that. He's like, "Hey, I think, uh, I think he's like, we they're can, with me." Yeah, I, I think we can figure something out, ladies. And at first, they're kind of like, "Well, you're kind of a creepy older guy." And he's like, "I have a yacht. <laughs> want to party? On, like, you want to oh, party on my yacht?" But what does that say about? Okay, first of all, I know it's the '80s, but what does it say about these two girls? Yeah, like, pretty, pretty the shallow. writer. Grace Graydon Clark's like girls all they want is money am I right guys and everybody's like Graydon you're kind of a fucking dick because you're writing movies where chicks are just gonna drop trial for every guy that they see yeah meanwhile Graydon Clark has never gotten pussy since pussy <laughs> had him this fucking guy mm. it, it, the guy who directed joysticks is gonna tell us hey, if you ever never seen the movie joysticks don't but you can in the first five minutes, you'll be like, yep, this guy's a fucking pervert, pervert douchebag. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So these girls, they go on this yacht. They're going to party with this guy. Yeah. 
they go out to dinner with him, but then we got George Kennedy and Clue Gulliger come and they're like, well, Hey, we got to go meet up with this guy. So they strong arm this other guy, this, the fourth guy. And they're like, you're going to tell the sec. At first I thought they were talking about college sports, <laughs> the sec. <laughs> I mean, like for a brief second, I was like, do they bet on sports? Is that how they got yeah. money? And then I, was, I go, are they trying to rig games? And then I was like, oh no, it's, it's a big elaborate point shaving scheme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Thought he was like a ref. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, at first they're trying to like buy this guy off. They're like, ah, oh, show him the suitcase with all the hundreds in it. This could be yours. <laughs> it's like, oh, I ain't going to squeal. Dollars. Cold, hard cash. And they're like, yeah, we'll never, I'll, I'll never squeal. I'll never squeal. But Walter's not having any of it. He's like, just kill him. <laughs> so they drown the guy. <laughs> they drown him in a hot tub on the yacht. And then Clue Gulliger like has a heart attack while he's <laughs> killing the guy. <laughs> it gets all worked up. Meanwhile, uh, there's these two douchebags. Uh, that's Lance and Corey, right? Is it, yeah. Yeah, Lance and Corey. Oh, there's a few. Lance, there's, a, there's three of them, I think. There is three of them, but we don't see the third one oh, yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance and Corey are just kind of hanging out. And Lance is like a uh, jock, I guess. We find out later he's got like a wrestling scholarship. This this dude doesn't have a wrestling scholarship. Yeah, absolutely but. not. Yeah, I thought the same thing. They're like, jock, I was like... Okay. Of what? Sure, buddy. Yeah. Esports. Um, and then uh, Corey, which is the Rob Estes character. And I already said, and I mentioned this earlier because it'll kind of paint the picture. He's like a, a, a soap opera guy, actor. Mm-hmm. So picture a typical soap opera actor from the 80s, and that's this guy. Yeah, it's what he looks he's like. like. Oh, oh, Walter Graham, huh? I'm going to get in good with Walter Graham. He's the kind of guy like Zach Morris wanted to be. Yeah, he's very yuppie <laughs> and like... Once only cares about money. Total douchebag guy. Yep. Uh, Don't worry. He's the guy who shoots the boats, boats hull and gets, (laughs) gets his face (laughs) melted off (laughs) and then just cast off the side of the boat. Yeah. Just Um, pitch him over the side. (laughs) He's dead. Throw him. That's what they do to everybody. Um, Everybody gets a burial at sea in this movie. Yep. Yep. It's like, guys, we're just in the Caribbean. I can see Leon yeah, right put there. A, just put a blanket over him and give him a proper burial uh, for his family when you get back. Like, nope, pitch him over the side. Done with his ass. I'm the captain. We do it by my rules. We're carrying too much weight. Maritime law, my friend. Maritime law. They're I'm like, the, but captain, maritime I'm law. I'm the captain. I can do anything. You want to get married? I'll marry you right now. <laughs> want to die? I'll throw you off the side of the boat. What else? <laughs> Come at me, motherfucker. Like, ah, Rachel. <laughs> Give me this fucking boat. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Uh, I don't remember. The, the, oh, douche, the douchebags. So they meet, they meet Suzanne and Bobby, who immediately invite them onto this boat with them. Like, oh, okay. we're about to go on this yacht with this rich guy. You should come. <laughs> like, okay. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I'll, I'll tell a little story about that in a second. But what I have the biggest problem with is all the previous night when they killed this dude, this Walter guy was like, we're going to have this big party on this yacht. We're going to have this big party. He invites the girls. Big party. It starts at midnight. Big party my ass. Boom. Big party my ass. It flash forwards to the next afternoon. We didn't even get to see the party. Yeah, there was no party. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. At first, I thought it was an error. I was like, why is it daytime now? Like, yeah. What happened to the yacht party? Yeah. So uh, the girls are like, we partied with this guy, Walter, last night. You guys should uh, come hang out with us. I mean, instantly after meeting them. The story I had about this is when I lived out in L.A., 
I didn't know anybody. Like I moved out there. This is a trend in my life, like every 20 years, but I moved out there, uh, and didn't know anybody Mm -hmm. and I made friends and stuff like that. And I would go to these parties and then I wouldn't know anybody at parties, but, uh, besides my friends, but they'd be out talking to other people and you just start talking to people. Right. And uh, it's happened twice, but I just met people and they're like, Hey, do you want to go hang out with us? We're going to go to this party now. And I was like, all right. And I just get in a car with them and just go. I was young and dumb. No, I didn't get and, and I get even in this movie. I just thought it was weird that you would invite somebody to someone else's like property, basically. But I also think that part but of it was happened a, to me. Well, and I think it was also a safety thing too. Like I, I'm going to go out on a boat with this guy that I just met. Like it'd be nice to have a, a little bit of extra protection, like younger people that will that are I'm more attracted to. But I will say this: this uh, uh, Graydon Clark wrote these wrote these gr- female characters as such fucking bimbos. Oh yeah, that they immediately like upon seeing them, this Bobby girl like takes her hand and puts it like basically on Lance's dick. It's like, you should come on this boat. Of course he's going to say yes, but that doesn't happen in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not how it works. And if that does happen, my life uh, path has been very different. My experience (laughs) that has never happened. By the way, all those people who invited me to parties, they never once put their hand on my dick. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Random hot girls never just come up and grab my junk. Nope, not, not at all. Oh, um, before this, we should also say that uh, that cat that escaped it makes its way to uh, <laughs> to uh, Florida via yeah. a pickup truck. Well, it's in no, it's in no, it's in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it all takes place in Fort Lauderdale, but yes, it does get in a pickup truck. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's this other there's this scene with David is talking about. There's this guy, he's like a mechanic at a gas station and he, the cat, uh, this orange cat is there and he's like feeding the cat and he's like, Oh, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> anyway, a guy comes up and he's like, Hey man, do you got change for a dollar? And, uh, the dude's like, yeah, let me go check the register. The d- guy who's asking for change proceeds to punch the dude in the stomach and like beat him, <laughs> grab his keys and go rob the register and then get back in his pickup truck where his like, I guess accomplice associate yeah. accomplice is sitting next to him. And uh, the cat's like, fuck you. And the cat jumps into the back of the pickup truck. But the cat um, doesn't jump into the pickup truck. Like, it does. But did you see the hands of somebody clearly just just kind of tossing the cat into the truck? (laughs) I did not see that. Oh, yeah. I was probably looking away at that moment. But yes, I I do believe it. Much like how if somebody would gently toss an egg to not break it. Like, that's (laughs) how they handle this cat. It goes, whoop. Into the truck you go. And then the cat, while they're driving down the road, busts through the back window of the truck and just starts mauling these dudes. Mutant cat. The mutant yeah, yeah, cat yeah. comes, out, comes of out of the mouth. And then the truck like goes off a cliff and crashes. Yep. <laughs> it's like, do you remember that on Saturday Night Live, Toons is the driving cat, the cat who could drive a car? <laughs> no. It sounds like the best thing <laughs> there ever. Was this, there was this uh, show that would come on. It was like, Toons is the driving cat, the cat who could drive a car. He drives. <laughs> around all over the town he's tunes the driving cat <laughs> so in this episode and all they all take place in a car right and it's like phil hartman and jan hooks and, and tunes is driving and they're like oh tunes and he drives but then tunes always gets in a wreck and crashes the car <laughs> over the side and the car blows up <laughs> that's great i'm gonna totally watch that now yeah look that up but yes, that's what that reminded me of. It's like it's the cat just gets in there and they, and they proceed to rack. Okay, so now we're back at the boat. And uh, the cat is roaming around town 
looking for more victims. I don't know what the cat's doing. I wasn't really sure if the cat itself was bad or if it was just the thing inside of him. Yeah, I think it was just the thing inside it. Okay. I guess. I don't know. So uh, Suzanne, one of the girls, she finds the cat and she's like, oh, I already said this in the back of the box box. box synopsis, but she's like, oh, I want to take him on board. And then a third guy comes. This is Daryl. Is that who that is? Uh, Martin. Oh, Martin. Yeah. Martin's the smart guy, right? Yeah. Martin. And he's the third friend. So you got a jock, a preppy and a nerd. Yeah. And of course, of course, these you three guys hang out, right? They're the best, best of friends. friends. They have so much yeah. in common. <laughs> uh, well, they all love chicks grabbing their junk. And, you know, if there's one thing that we that can unites. all agree on. <laughs> yeah. Is anytime someone grabs your junk, it's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's wanted. When yes. it's wanted. They all go onto the boat and uh, this Walter guy's like, all right, let's pump the yeah, brakes. What here the hell's bit, going on here? <laughs> You all I'm have... supposed to be fucking these chicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <not> you. <laughs> and uh, the chicks are like, oh, but no, we need, we need to go. Well, then Clue Gulager comes back on board. He's like, the SEC is after us. They're going to get They're us. They're on their way. We got to get we the hell out of here. Floor it. And the captain and so, of the uh, ship is like, we can't go anywhere. I don't even have a crew. And then one <gasps> of the girls. I, I got an idea. <laughs> these boys will be your crew. Yeah, and the boys are like, sure, we'll be your crew. And because as, as Zach Morris wants to like pick Walter's brain because he wants to be rich, <laughs> Lance just wants to get his dick grabbed more. And then uh, I don't know what Martin's deal is. He's just like, I'm here for a science experiment. Exactly. <laughs> so they go out and, and Walter's like, whatever, just stay out of my hair and I don't cock block me. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And so they go out at sea and then they start partying. There's a dance sequence that's pretty fun. Like an 80s dance party. <laughs> it was. Underneath this yacht. Dude, there's some weird shit already going on in this movie. Like, uh, Clue Gulliger has the biggest fake teeth I've ever seen. Like, why did they do that? Why has he got these giant fucking teeth? I don't know, but I read um, in the... Oh, wait, I can do a little... Oh, shit. A little knowledge drop, huh? Just facts. Just facts, 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 just facts, man. Clue son, not John Gulger, the one who directed Feast, but his other son, Tom, I believe, um, is the one who made those prosthetic teeth for him. Oh, nice. They looked, ridic- they looked ridiculous. <laughs> they were, it looked like what everybody knows those are fake, but they're, he's got like buck teeth. He's all, oh. Yeah, um, it's it's like those hillbilly teeth, like you can get yeah. like a, a <laughs> Billy spirit Halloween store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was weird. And then also around this time, I started to notice, and then I couldn't not notice it. The cat never stops meowing. Like every time they show the cat's like meow, 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 and it's just meow effects. The cat's mouth never moves. It's just added and it's in the post. same meow. Yes, it's the same meow, and. Um, Every time we see the cat, there's also, uh, you know, the musical instruments, uh, the water phone. It's in like lots of horror type movies. It's like the kind of sound. Is it uh, like a slide whistle? No, you'd know it if you heard it, but it ha- it's nonstop in this movie. And like every time we see the cat, that sound effect happens and it, 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 it annoyed the shit out of me. Well, it never I'm goes gonna, away. I'm going to tell you something. This Dan Slider. And his fucking music and his score fucking water was one of the worst scores I've ever heard in a fucking movie. <laughs> it's really bad. Movie. It's just the same shit over and over again. The original songs were awful. I don't even remember them. And I just saw this. 
<laughs> um, all right, so they get out on the boat. Uh, they're partying. Uh, Walter comes down. And he's like, "Enough partying! You are you're, uh, George Kennedy is like, you're the cook, you're the maid, you're mm-hmm. the fucking bellhop, whatever." He that gives them all roles. They're like, "Fine." So they start cooking and everything, and he cooks this fucking fancy spread, like for just being some schlub. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, fancy I feast." Cook. Yeah. Clue Gulliger, uh, the, they're, they're all partying. I guess, I don't know. Sometimes it jumps and all of a sudden like Walter's so pissed off at the guys. He's like, fuck you, you're cock blocking yeah. me. And then ne- next it, time we see him, he's like all buddy, buddy with him. Yeah. And George Kennedy's char- character is also like that. He's like, ah, I hate these punks. I hate punks. Yeah. He's real grumpy. <laughs> he's grumpy the entire time. Uh, Rachel, who is the ship's captain, her and, uh, the nerd, they're like, kind of like kind of hitting it off, hitting it off. But anyway, she's like, Huh, you, Clue Gulliger, you steer the boat for a while. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go not, down and party. You're not wasted. <laughs> so he starts steering the boat, and uh, he steers him off course, of course. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's, keeps, and he's drinking more. So he's getting more and more drunk. So she goes up, and she's like, oh, we're completely off course. I don't know where we are. Okay, we don't have cell, they don't have cell phones or computers back then, so she's got to like get the fucking instruments get the out. Charts. And, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows where they are? So he's like, oh, I'm going to go get some more alcohol that I have stashed away in this thing. So he opens up this chest and the cat's there. And then the mutant cat comes out and starts scratching him and he falls overboard. Yeah. And I like that he spits wine at the cat, like right in the cat's <laughs> face. He's like, fuck you. I think he like busts a bottle like, oh, I'll cut you, man. Like he's going to fight the cat with like a broken yeah. glass bottle. Yep. And then uh, yeah, he, he falls man overboard, man overboard. Uh, they discover that he's missing the next day. And um, Rachel's like, we got to go back and go look for him. Oh, and, and Rachel says like, something funny. And I think she says it twice. She's like, I think he fell overboard. <laughs> like not overboard, like overboard. No. Yeah. Cause he was overboard with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was too at this point. Uh, um, and we find out he couldn't swim. Cause of course he couldn't swim. Well, well that's Walter, what the, that's what the guys say. Yeah. Walter's yeah, that, like, uh, he couldn't swim. He wasn't a good swimmer. So yeah, we don't she wants to, to go like back go back and look for him. He's like, no, no, no need. He drowned. He's dead. Open and shut case. And, and, and then he tells Rachel, he's like, look, here's the papers. Here's the fucking pink slip for this boat. If you get me to the Cayman Islands by uh, my deadline, I will give you this boat. She's like, okay. And the boat was actually her father's boat. Yeah. But her father's dead. And Walter got the boat from the dead. Yeah. Cause she couldn't afford it. And so he's like, she's like, all right. Again, another case where it's like money. Yeah. Or the right thing to do. She's like, but I am going to note this in my journal. (laughs) Right. A very strongly worded letter. Later on, she does make a, a, a a logical choice or a moral choice, but yeah, yeah, not here, not here, (laughs) but something Um, else funny that happens here that I was like, what is that Martin character? He, he uh, sees the blood from uh Albert's fall or whatever. And I think, does he find like a piece of torn clothing? And yeah, has blood and on like, it, and he's like, hmm. "I better analyze this blood." He's like, "Yeah, why?" Yep, because he <laughs> wants to know what happened. Nobody, nobody just thinks that the guy was drunk and hit his head and fell overboard, like I would or any logical person. But he's like, "Something's weird about this blood," and he goes to Rachel, and he's like, "They call me MacGyver back in college. So, do you have one of those fucking what are they called? I don't know what I they're don't even what called." It's called. But you know, like what I'm talking about, like picture in your head, like a ship captain's instrument from like the 1800s where it's like this, not a telescope, and but not it's a, a parach- light- yeah. 
and it's got like a protractor attached to it. A telescope right. with a protractor attached <laughs> it to it. It looks like that. He's like, he's like, you got one of those? And she's like, yeah, I just so happen to have one. You got he's a magnifying like, glass? <laughs> she's like, I got to look at my dick. <laughs> and, and then he's like, he keeps asking her for stuff. And I'm like, well, do you want her just to fucking do it? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, give me a little drop of water. Yeah. He's like, you got any water? She's like, yeah, water drop of water blah, blah, blah. and he looks at it, he's like this is amazing so he fashions himself a microscope <laughs> like, yeah, you're in your asshole he's like oh his, his blood cell count was was very high yeah this is this is outrageous <laughs> whatever who cares and why are you looking at his blood <laughs> what was he expecting to see well martin is a a scientist he is very he's inquisitive studying. yeah he's very intelligent it just didn't make any sense like why why are you doing this he wants to work for genital research company. <laughs> it's a, the genital wart company. What are they called? <laughs> I think we need a better name, guys. No, we're the genital wart company. <laughs> uh, I don't think that works. <laughs> um, um, that uh, Graham guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he starts, uh, Walter Graham, he starts getting real uh, handsy with that Bobby mm. girl. Yeah. Uh, and Lance. Handsy. More like rapey. Yeah, he gets really rapey, and Lance comes in. He's like, "Fuck you, dude!" And he like starts like I don't know, <laughs> punching him or whatever. They start fighting. Well, then George Kennedy comes <laughs> in. He pulls out a gun, <laughs> and they have the shittiest fight I've ever seen. George Kennedy comes in, pulls out his fucking, fucking nine, gun. and starts taking motherfuckers down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pointed sideways. <laughs> well, he might as well have been pointing it sideways because he has the shittiest aim in the world, He's and he terrible. just like grazes Lance's arm. But Lance goes down like a fucking sack of potatoes. Meanwhile, uh, the cat comes in and the mutant cat comes out of the cat and attacks George Kennedy. Fucking rips his Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> he like bites his fucking ankle like Fred Gwynn style. Yeah. <laughs> like rips it off. Dude, that would hurt so bad. Mm. Oh, that'd be, that'd be the worst. To get your Achilles just sliced. <laughs> Mm, no thank you your muscle would just snap up inside of you because it's like it's like a rubber band holding your calf muscle Uh, yeah no thanks that would just snap up inside you my dad told me a story my stepdad well my ex-stepdad listen i've had a lot of dads in my life (laughs) but all i ever wanted was a father all i ever wanted was a sugar daddy Anyway, my ex-stepdad told me a story when he was a kid he was riding his bikes uh with his friends and they were like uh, another like friend that they didn't mm-hmm. like showed up and they were like fuck this guy so they split up and they were all going to meet back on like the other side of the high school so he went right another kid went left and another kid went like straight and the other kid was going straight and his brakes all of a sudden didn't work and he was coming uh, across a door and he put his hand out and uh his hand went through the glass and sliced his tendons and oh. his arm just kind of rolled up inside of itself oh. like <laughs> snapped up i don't like it no i don't like it mm. he lived oh that's good but he was never but the i same. said to my dad i said uh well what what did you do he goes i didn't even know he goes i was waiting there for the other boys to show up and they never did <laughs> I just went home i'm like maybe you were the one they were ditching <laughs> so um george kennedy gets bit the cat goes running away bobby's like i saw this weird looking fucking cat it looked really creepy looking and um Walter is like, oh, I don't know what happened. But we got to keep going. We got to go to the Caymans. Like, oh, we need a radio for help. He's like, nope, we're not doing that. He shoots the radio. He's like, nope, nobody's using this radio. Yeah, he goes, he goes batshit and says, he's like, get me to the Caymans. 
George Kennedy, his blood's starting to boil, like <laughs> literally, like bubbling up yeah, like inside pulsating. of his body. Uh, Nerd Boy, I think, uh, in, <laughs> yeah, checks Martin. his blood. He's like, let me just check this sample. I think this cat might be venomous. Yeah, he thinks he's got some kind of disease that he's spreading to them uh, that if he bites them, uh, he will transfer it to get his blood on or something like that. George Kennedy dies. Yep, they toss him, toss him over the side. It's the only yep. way. Maritime law. <laughs> also, uh, at this point, the boat's not working. Yeah, because the cat has the cat has destroyed it. The cat <laughs> went into the room and starts like he pulls all wires the and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the cat is fucking super smart. <laughs> um, so uh, Martin and Rachel are trying to fix the. They're trying oh. to fix a, a boat. Uh, Lance, his arm is all like numb and shit because he got shot in the arm. And so he's just kind of laying there and his arm is underneath the covers. And Bobby comes up and she's like, hey, I know your arm doesn't work, but does your third leg? And she's like talking out his fucking <laughs> he's like, taffy. Nope. And he's, <laughs> he's like, he's like, all right, baby. And he's like, yeah, my arm's just a little bit numb. I can't really feel it or anything. And then like they pull off the covers and they look and the fucking cat, mutant cat's there gnawing off his fucking fingers. <laughs> he's like, ah, my fingers. Uh, and he's like running because he freaks out. And you can clearly see he's got his fingers like folded down. Yeah, not even good folded down. Like yeah. he doesn't have them folded down like, oh my gosh, it's like this. He has it like folded down like this. Right. Like, yeah, it looks like I'm shit. showing David. But, yeah. <laughs> like you could see it. Yeah. And, uh. He's like, I'm infected. I'm going to die. You know, oh, fucks in that fucking nerd. I'm going to die. I've, got, po- like, no, I've got poison in my blood. I've got poison yeah. in my blood. I think he keeps saying it over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> and Bobby's like, no, we'll get through this baby. I'm like, you just met him like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I'd be like, no, you got a fucking nasty ass hand. That ain't going to work. I'm very shallow. <laughs> that cat was just gnawing on your hand. So she's like, we'll, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. They go to the side of the boat and Corey's like, what's going on, bro? Uh, don't do anything rash. And he's like, fuck you guys. And he jumps over. Bobby jumps over with him. Well, she like kind of falls over. I think, I guess I don't know. Her, her fall was weird looking. <laughs> and then neither one of them, apparently they're both made out of lead because <laughs> neither one of them. <laughs> and they only up. jumped. It wasn't like they jumped off a giant, like cruise ship and they were, you know, 50, a hundred feet in the air. Like. They're 10 feet above water. Yep. Like, and they was, both so it's like, to I'm going to kill myself. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't die. But he does because, yeah, he sinks like a fucking bag of rocks. Yep. Both of them uh, drown. Mart, uh, Martin and uh, Corey go swimming looking for him. And the only thing I noticed in this, the guy kept his socks on <laughs> when he jumped in the water. And his sock got really long because it was wet. Yeah. <laughs> it was flopping. <laughs> That's the only thing I noticed. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching the sock flop around. It makes no sense. Like, how did they instantly drown? What? Yeah, and what did they think they were going to do? Here, let me jump in the ocean and look for them. <laughs> what? The ocean's deep. Oh, and by the way, the boat isn't moving either. So it's not like they're cruising at 100 right, miles right, right, an hour right. they ju- jumped off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like they just jumped off. Yep. It they, was at a full yep, stop. They jumped 10 feet to their death. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, fuck. So then so they Corey, die. Soon. Yeah. See, Corey and Graham at this point have kind of teamed up because Corey's very shallow. 
And Graham yeah. like off, gave him a Rolex and kind of insinuates like, hey, you help me out. Like, I'll, I'll I take got this good, briefcase I'll take with a million dollars in it. Yeah, we can... I'll, I'll give you some of it or whatever. And he's like, even gives him a strap of hundreds. I think at one point, yep. uh, Corey's like, cool. but they're going to, so they're going to now look for the cat. So they're setting out like poison traps, like cat, poison food, cat or, food. Yeah. To try to lure it out. Meanwhile, the cat has gotten into the regular human food and contaminated it and contaminated all of it. And so Martin's like, we can't eat any of this. We can only eat like what the cat hasn't touched. Yeah. Which is and much. They're now, <laughs> and now they're starving. And they're dying of, um, they, they haven't eaten in like 14 minutes. Yes. David. And she, Suzanne's freaking out. <laughs> She's starving to death. And, uh, to be fair, she was probably nothing. starving herself to death before, uh, they ran out of food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I need half an olive. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's part of my diet. I need an ice cube really bad. <laughs> yeah. They've only been out at sea for like two days at this point. And I was like, how big is the Caribbean? It's not that big, right? I would think eventually you'd see another ship or something, yeah. but no, they're not very lucky. Fort Lauderdale to the Cayman Islands. It can't take that long. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I don't know how many miles, but let's say it's like 600 miles away. I don't know how fast yachts travel, but they should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I guess Clue Gulliger did reroute them. So that's true. They could be anywhere. My son brought up a good point. He goes, maybe they're in the Bermuda Triangle. And then oh. we got in a whole conversation about how the Bermuda Triangle, like I, when I was a kid, I thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to kill me. And uh, I was very worried about it. I was it. very worried about it as well. As well. <laughs> and then I realized as I got older, obviously, that the Bermuda Triangle is bullshit. And how many people have been lost in the Bermuda Triangle in the last, I don't know, 30 years? Zero. <laughs> Zero people have been lost in that Bermuda Triangle. And it's because we can track people now. And people know where they're going yeah. and they're not just crashing their boat. <laughs> I remember as a kid, my parents uh, like went out with like friends or something out on their boat. This is before <laughs> we had a boat. And I remember being terrified as a kid. I was like, my mom and dad, like they're going to go out. They're going to get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Like, <laughs> apparently I didn't understand geography or where Bermuda was, but I was very concerned that my parents were going to get lost in the Bermuda Triangle or the, the boat was going to sink. Yeah. Not realizing hey, that a, at a lake, if the boat sinks, you just swim to yeah, shore. It's not like in the movies where <laughs> yeah, you um, just swim a couple hundred yards and you're good. <laughs> uh, here's, here's another thing that fa always fascinates me. And even to this day, it's like, where's Bermuda? Bermuda's like in the Atlantic ocean. Mm -hmm. It's not like underneath Florida, like by like Jamaica and you know, all those places. It's like, off the coast of North Carolina. <laughs> it's east. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like weird. Like that's and that's like a trop I don't know, maybe it is a good place to go. I've never vacationed there before, but yeah, I'm gonna stay away. on the map, when you look at a map, it doesn't look like it's appealing. It's like there's an island in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> anyway. I'm not going. Us in geography, David. Am I right? <laughs> that's right. But eventually that cat does pop out, like while they're they're looking. And this yeah. uh Where's where what's his face? Is it Corey? He's yeah. got the gun. Yeah, he starts shooting at it. Yeah, he misses pretty badly and uh <laughs> melts his own he, face off. He melts his own face off, but not before he puts a hole in the boat, so the boat's gonna sink. Yeah, you fool. But he's dead, so they wrap him up and toss him <laughs> off the side. That's what you gotta do. 
uh, Suzanne finds the stash of food and she's like, fuck this. I know they said, well, you're not supposed to eat it, but I'm going to try. And so she tries to eat it and she's like, oh, it's, it's fine. Like a piece of bread. Yep. She's like, it's great. She sees the cat and she's like, don't hurt me, cat. Don't hurt me, cat. Well, meanwhile, then her blood starts boiling because she ate the contaminated food. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, fuck. She fucking dies. Yeah, her vein like pops. It like it's, it just pops open. Um, a storm starts happening. The yacht starts sinking. <laughs> Dude, the yacht uh, during the storm scene. I love yeah. it because it's clearly a toy boat. Yeah, in like a in a fucking, swimming pool or something. Yep, yep. <laughs> it looks so fake. All right, oh, so awesome. then it's it's at this point after the boat's not been working for days. They're hungry. They're starving. All this other kind of stuff. Right. It's at this point that they're like, hmm. Maybe we should use that dinghy there. It's like, well, motherfucker, that's what it's there for. Get in that, row that to shore or something. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, hey, you want to get away from that killer cat? There's a lifeboat right there. Just get in it. Yeah. Problem solved. They uh, go to get in the lifeboat. Uh, This uh, Walter Graham, he's like, I got to go get the money. Yeah, I need my suitcases. So he goes to get his suitcases full of uh, $100 bills and the cat attacks him and fucking claws his face off. <laughs> yep, he's dead. He has he has kind of a shit death too where he just kind of like rolls over. He's just like, Argh! yeah, he does. Because <laughs> yeah, one, uh, one of the other guys, um, Martin, goes back for him because he's like, hey, the guy's a shithead, but like we can't leave without him. So he goes yeah, back he's a good and guy. yeah, he finds him, finds him just floating there dead. <laughs> Uh, Rachel and Martin. So Rachel and Martin told Walter, we can't use that lifeboat. We can't use that lifeboat. It's just not logical. And then Martin or Walter dies, excuse me. And uh, then Rachel and Martin are like, all right, let's get in the lifeboat. (laughs) You fucking assholes. (laughs) But they get it just in the nick of time, just as that toy boat is sinking into the pool. uh, They manage to row away. And the cat follows them. (laughs) Yeah. Goddamn cat. Oh, and they find the they find the briefcase because at this point they don't know what's in the briefcase either. And like they open it up, and they're like, "Oh my God, there's like enough money in here for you to buy the buy a new boat, and I can start like a science lab, like yeah, oh. gen- genital warts, <laughs> genital Ink. warts. It's a great name. <laughs> I'm set on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the cat fucking pops up. Like, the cat oh! pops up out of nowhere and it's the mutant cat and it's like oh so martin's like fighting with this fucking cat and then he throws it off to the side and the cat's like blah, 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 and sinks and they're like oh, oh thank god thank god <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the girl the girl goes well good thing that's over and then martin goes it's not over yet oh! <laughs> the cat's back <laughs> find it again and they toss it and they're like as long as that as long as we're the only thing that's floating that cat's going to keep coming back to us because it's looking for safety so they're like well we got to toss the briefcase and then the girl thinks before he tosses it she's like why don't you dump the money in this yeah, maybe thing? we keep the money <laughs> and he's like good idea so he dumps the briefcase and then we get this shot of this cat on this fucking briefcase <laughs> And it's like, if you've ever seen a wet fucking cat, this is exactly what they look like. It's all pissed off at the world. And it's like holding on to his briefcase. And it's just like, yeah, it's like you assholes. <laughs> so they get to shore. They get found by like, I don't know, like some Jamaicans or something. And, uh, or maybe it's, it's like the Cayman they, Islands. I think they made it Cayman, Cayman Islands. Islands. Yeah. Which is wherever that is. <laughs> and they, uh, go to that shore and the, like, the Cayman Islands National Guard finds them. 
And this guy's talking to him. He's like, well, good thing we found you. And I understand your story about this fucking weird cat. (laughs) Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but you're free to go because this is the Cayman Islands. Everything's legal. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, all right, cool. And and the whole time there's kind of this bit going on that the whole time, like the, 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 where they put the money in that like duffel bag is sitting right there. And the guy the coast guard guy grabs it and he's like holding it. And Martin's like, uh, uh, can uh. I have my bag, sir? They finally get it and they walk off. And then the last scene of the movie is of course the beach scene where the briefcase is washed up on the beach. And then this little boy, apparently it was a boy and his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see the father, but this little boy discovers a cat oh, and we're like, Oh, kitty cat. Yep. And then it's like freeze frame. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> fucking freeze right on that cat <laughs> oh, fuck. oh man what a piece of shit huh <laughs> what'd you think baby? this movie's fucking awful it's it's just so bad like the script is ridiculous um you've got you know good good actors like george kennedy uh clue gulliger uh, mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with Alex Cord, but I'm gonna assume he's a good actor. He was, he, I mean, well, well known enough that uh, he was. But the script is so bad that they all come across as terrible actors. Particularly George Kennedy, he's awful in this movie. Oh, like every line he speaks, it looks like he's just he, like he just read it. Like, and yeah. that's probably what happened. He's like, yeah, you want to give me twenty five thousand dollars for your movie? All right. The Alex Cord guy, actually, he's not that bad. He's a he makes a pretty good bad guy. He reminded me of yeah, uh, he's kind of slimy. He reminds me of Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. Bernie, or you know who else he reminds me of? Uh, Die Hard. Not Alan Rickman. The the slimy guy who's like, oh, yeah, the, the, the co-worker this. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bubby, the baby, co- that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but uh, yeah, the, 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 story, the story also is ridiculous. Like, a cat on a boat? Like, <laughs> they couldn't think of some other kind of monster? Like, the... the <laughs> the, the monster's a cat that lives inside of another cat. It's like it's like this guy who wrote it, this uh, Graydon, whatever the fuck. What was his name? I said enough. Uh, Graydon Clark. Clark. It's a Graydon Clark film. Graydon Clark's uninvited. Um, he's going to be uninvited. Uninvited to anything from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's like he hated cats. And he's like, fuck cats. <laughs> I also hate boats. <laughs> so I, I I, this gives me an idea for a movie. Yep. It just doesn't make any sense. And then, like, all of the no. characters, no one's likable. Uh, everyone makes bad decisions. All the guys are perverts. Like, uh, and even if for, like, a cheesy kind of movie, it's not even good in that sense. Because, like, the, like even, like, the, there's, like, a love scene. Like, is the most PG-13 love scene I've ever seen in my life. I think the movie, I think it is PG-13. It is PG-13. Okay. Well, I'll give it some, I'll forgive it then. Because if, if this was an R-rated movie, it's, like, the worst R-rated movie ever. <laughs> i know we didn't we didn't see any boobs no nothing a lot of teasing uh but no this movie sucks uh, i will never watch this movie ever again uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go half i think i was torn between a half and a one i think i'm gonna go low i'm gonna go half <laughs> well i was torn between zero and half i'm gonna go half I, i'm gonna go half so overall it's half a pamela Voorhees head now the reason why i went half and not zero is because I actually quite enjoyed the cat. Uh, yeah, all the cat um, scenes were fun. The cat scenes. Other yeah. than the water phone music, but like, yeah, every time the, <laughs> the, the cat popped out of the cat's mouth. Yeah, this uh, movie I would, I would sucks. Laugh. 
this movie sucks on so many levels and david you hit all of them pretty much um but there is kind of a little bit of a charm to the cat coming out of the cat's mouth that i that i kind of liked uh the the cheesy like practical effects that were those puppets and that's why i was like i bet you beekler did this but even beekler was probably like i'm not doing this shit movie (laughs) and that guy did a lot of shit movies um it's awful it's bad I want to know when the cat comes out of the cat's mouth, what happens to the other cat? Like, is it just it like just a skin suit? There. Is it just, is it just yeah, like a rug? A, yeah. Okay. Like, so Poor the other kitty. cat is like the, the inner cat. It's, it's like his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't okay. know, David. I didn't fucking write this movie. Where's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Where's fucker that wrote this. Is he Graydon still alive? Clark. I'm going to fucking find him. Hold on. Let's see. Are you still alive, Graydon? He is still alive. Get him on the horn. <laughs> Let's call this guy. What's the last thing he did? He did a TV show, 1997, Mike Hammer, Private Eye, with Stacey Keach. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. He did a movie in 89, right after this, called Skinheads. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> um, it's his third film to deal with racial themes. Ah. Sounds like a sounds like an asshole. <laughs> but yeah this that movie mike hammer is, thing that uh, was awful. that was a tv show yeah that sounds familiar but no i uh i shan't uh, be watching this film again i will never watch it again no i won't even recommend it but if you do want to watch it uh how did you watch it i watched it on I watched it on tubi yeah i think it was Tubi. yep yeah, so you have to watch it for free get some commercials you're gonna need them <laughs> yeah you need always a, like the you're commercials gonna wanna, you're gonna want some breaks yep so you can actually for this is the type of movie that i just went up and got to, went to the bathroom i didn't even like yeah you <laughs> took a full-on shit during the movie missed nothing <laughs> so uh that's that that's uninvited thank you christy for recommending this i guess tis the season <laughs> to shit on your favorite podcast if we are your favorite podcast maybe we're her least favorite podcast and she's like you know what? fuck these guys <laughs> putting lumps of coal in our stocking yep they were really bad this year if you have any, uh, I told you at the beginning of the episode, if you wanted to recommend movies to us, or if you have anything that you do want to say to us, you can reach out to us through our social medias. And those are as follows. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, the slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, search the swear wolves, uh, on Instagram, search the swear wolves podcast, go to our website, the You can email us at contact at the swear or you can leave us a voicemail at six, two, three, two, eight, two, one, eight, five, one. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I'm going to go climb inside of David's mouth. I'm going to let him. Dude, I farted earlier and it was like, I was sitting in this chair and, uh, it was like, 
<laughs> a, tr- a little bit of a trumpet. Yeah, it was just like a. <laughs> it's like played. It like played notes. Played notes. Those are the best. The ones that are like melodic. One time, no lie, I farted a chord. I don't know how I did it, but it was like two tones at once. It was amazing. Do you ever like when you're sitting? That's a, that is amazing. I wish you could have recorded that. <laughs> Me too. You could have like, like that sampled that. Amazing. <laughs> sampled that. Put that in a song. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever sit in your chair and you fart and the bubble comes up the front? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like past your balls, and it feels funny. <laughs> it's yep. like, how did that happen? Yeah. And why is there like an actual bubble? It's like a. It's like a <laughs> Yeah, there needs to be a documentary about this, like uh, where like a thermal camera or something follows the path. Yeah. They should just turn a turn on thermal cameras that detect farts and just put it like out in the streets <laughs> so we could see like who's farting because you could probably see it. Dude, I've always been curious. Well, now you'll have to try this because uh, you're in a colder climate now. I've always been curious, like if you can, like how you see your breath. If yeah. you could, if you pulled your pants down, drop trow. Could you I'm not, f- see your I'm fart? not going outside, pulling my pants down and farting in some <laughs> Dude, freezing I would totally temperatures. Well, you can you come owe visit. it to science. <laughs> <laughs> you have to.